Today is November 14th, and the Yankees are not the biggest storyline in baseball. The Astros are because they cheated. We're not really talking about that today, but had to use it for the intro. We got a special guest, and we're going to... Cold Takes exposed ourselves. Let's do it. Let's talk Yankees. (laughs) Talking Yankees with old John Boy. galore for weekly awards stat lines steaming hot takes your yankees news with these two fine dudes it's time for talking yanks talking yanks with old john boy john boy and jake talking yanks with old john boy john boy and jake What's going on, everybody? How are you doing? Welcome to Talking Yanks. My name's John Boy. I'm coming to you from Manhattan. And I have Jake coming to you from Denver. And we've got special guest, friend of the program, John Boy Media alum, well, not alum, but member. John Boy Media member, Joe's McFly, host of the Pinstripe Strong podcast. Vlogger extraordinaire at Yankee Stadium. How's everyone doing, Jake? You can go first. Wow, thank you. I'm doing good, man. Okay, I'm Joe's, how good. are you doing? I'm doing better than Jake right now. Wow, it's going to be like that. That's fine. Better than yeah. the Astros, right? Astros fans. Yeah, that's fine. It's tough. So what we wanted to do here today. Jake, how are you doing? Tell us where you're at. I'm great, man. I'm, I'm excited. And I actually had a really nice, like, poignant thing I, pre- I prepared to say. But now I don't think either of you guys deserve it. So how about that? You prepared something? I was going to say, uh, you mentioned we're, we're going to old, old take expose ourselves. I'm going to old Jake expose myself per usual. Um but we did our over under episode in January, early January, which we've been doing annually now. We've got two of them. And I was going to say I was excited to do this because it was kind of funny that in this January episode, you can tell a little bit that like us three aren't as close as we are now. So I was going to say that's pretty cool. But now go fuck yourself. So we proved it. Yeah. We proved how close we are in the beginning of the show. So we did it for you. I, I retweet. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the plan here is, I think it's like the third year in a row that after, in the off season, Joe's has come on and we do like over-unders for the next season. I don't think we're going to do that yet, but we're just going to take a look back at what we thought uh, about this 2019 season, have some fun. It's still light. Like, there's not much Yankees news, right? I, actually, I saw, like, no, there's some baseball news, but there's not much Yankees news, right? Oh, Cashman is sleeping outside of Yankee Stadium. You have him saying he's interested in everybody under the sun and basically saying everything but saying nothing. That is Cashman. Yeah. I hey, mean, that's basically it. The, uh, baseball. Baseball world kind of kind of interesting. Jake Odorizzi opted in, or he took the qualifying offer one year, seventeen nine, which he had a pretty nice season by a lot of measures. So that's kind of surprising. 
Um, Jose Abreu took the qualifying offer. So that with Jose Abreu makes me think that either agents are scared from last year or just all the word on the street is like people aren't shelling it out this free agency. So take take that for what it's worth. Well, maybe Jake Odorizzi loves Minnesota. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or or Jake Odorizzi knew nobody was going to pay him if they had to give up a first-round pick. <laughs> yeah, you get, you get the Keuchel treatment. Actually, offer he probably would rather not get offered the qualifying offer, right? Yeah, that's a it's it's a really interesting thing of the Didi conversation, which we talked about a lot. But like, Didi would have definitely, I I think Didi definitely would have accepted the qualifying offer because if he had that pick attached, I don't think he 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 gets like a real contract. So I don't know. It's a, baseball is going to get rid of that with the next uh, CBA. I don't know what it looks like, but yeah, gotta go. Yeah. And as Joe said, Cashman is sleeping outside Yankee Stadium today in an effort to fix homelessness. I think. Yeah, he does it every year. Isn't he supposed to also like rappel off a building or something like that? He does that later on in the year. Okay. Cash is kind of weird. Yeah, he does. He does stuff like this. I feel like I don't know if he gets bored. Is the assistant GM the one taking all the calls? Like what's what's going on? I don't know. Yo, I heard I heard through my various people that are reaching out to me, and I only share things with you, uh, or I'll let you know the level of which, you know, the audience here, you guys, we have a nice relationship. I'll let you know if I hear something and I think it's just hearsay or I hear something from someone I respect and that's true. And what I heard that I, I'll share from a source is that Cashman has fucking been livid about this Astros situation for two years, but everyone was keeping it in house and Cashman has been like at the forefront of anger. Wow. You know, what's funny. It's crazy. You say that because you know, he keeps taking the whole no comment, but it just feels like, and you know, the judge comment where he said, he's like, wait, what? Yo judge never tweets. And Severino, what he said, and he was just like, he put like the mad emoji under it. And I'm just like, yeah, the Yankees are pissed right now. And you know that they've been telling people, and now they, you know, with, with Hinge, the way that they, he kind of made the Yankees seem like, oh, you guys are just making excuses for losing, for this whole whistling thing. When it's like, bro, like, how could you just sit there and just lie or just try to entertain it this way when you know damn well that you're cheating? He does it with a straight face. The only way you can lie is to be smug about it, really. Like, in the end, you know? Like, that that's... Yeah, that whole thing sucks. Um, I'm glad it's not the Yankees. And you know what? They're doing a big investigation. Oh, yeah. Yes. It's all fun and games until you're a team to the mix. You're like, whoa, whoa wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. Wait a minute. Because right now, you know, the Mets hired Beltran, who's entangled with this, and then... The Blue Jays coach was in there too, and like all of these other coaches around the league now are like, uh, so I'm like, uh, just steer clear of this. Yeah, yeah. So there hasn't been any other Yankees news though. Cashman gave all his quotes. That honestly, I didn't even read any. I saw that all his quotes were coming from the GM meetings, and I just straight skip them because they're all like pandering ear service, and they should be. I'm not like saying Cash gives bad quotes. He says the exact nothing that he has to say. Well, I'll send I'll send one thing back at you, John, because you were on this 
Cashman all last year said they were never in on Machado and Bryce. And then at the end of it, he came out and he said, I told you guys all fucking year, I was never in on Machado and Bryce. And he's, he has said that he's in on the pitcher. So, like, I agree with you. There is ear service. But, I, I mean, if we're taking some context clues, could be something, could be nothing. The Jake Storielli story. Nice. Good take, Jake. yes 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 i mean i always try to like read in between the lines but it's like what can he really say i think some i forgot who said it but they said that a baseball was upset when last year he just came out and said maybe he was just annoyed with getting all of the questions or he said i'm you know we're not interested in bryce harper or machado or whatever it is uh bryce harper sorry and i think boris made us think about it and then uh you know, because it kind of depresses the market a little bit if the Yankees say that they're 100% out of it. So, I don't know. Yeah. I think that that's basically what's going on. So, Yeah. A lot of stuff. All right. We did a show last year. We had everyone call in, tweet in, give us your over-unders, give us your what-ifs or what's going to happen. And then we gave our best answer. Jake listened back today, and he went through it. I did a little bit. So, you're the expert, Jake. Maybe I'll find some sound bites in post. I probably won't because <laughs> it's been a whirlwind. But we have some interesting ones here. And the one I wanted to start with, because it's the one we started with, and I think it's kind of interesting, is and it was, a, it was a Keith McPherson call. He's part of the family now. He, yeah, that, yeah, that might be one you have to dig up because I, I, I had like an oh shit, it's Keith. <laughs> yeah. And you're and you were surprised that how you hated Joe's last year, I guess, and now we're all friends. Is that that was your big spiel? You were well, no, out? Joe's hated you because you're not really you can't hang on the street. You've never had a chopped cheese, you know. Oh, I had a chopped cheese. I'm also when about you to have go, a chopped cheese. I'm, also, I'm about to go cuddle with Cashman on the streets of the Bronx. So okay, been there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, all right. So the the question was. What are we most confident in? The Yankees winning 100 games, the Yankees winning the division, the Yankees scoring more runs than they did in 2018, or the Yankees winning the World Series, which was obviously not going to be the most confident answer. And Jake, what were the results here? Do you have them in front of you? Yeah, and so the the only precursor that I think people need to know is that we did this last year. is January 9th. Britain had just been signed... Uh, it was pre-DJ LeMahieu signing, it was pre-Otto, and it was pre-Sonny Gray trade, which you'll see in a little bit. Uh, so yeah, the first question, most confident, more runs in the previous year, World Series, or will win 100 games. I was, and I'll I'll give myself a, a slap on the back, I, I was will win 100 games, and the thing I was adamant about that, Jimmy, you'll, you clearly don't have my back tonight because Joe's is here. Um, but you know something I'm big about is that repeating is hard. So I said the yeah. Sox won't repeat winning the division um, just because Mookie and JD had such special years last year and it kind of got overlooked and sale and they were cheating. Hey, oh, uh-huh. um, so so I I was on I was on. They will win 100 games. Um, Joe's, do you have a guess at which you were most confident in? Um, we'll win a hundred games, hundred games, uh, more, we'll score more runs in the previous year or win the world series. I, I think I was, uh, 
uh, 100 games. You were you were confident in winning the division. I, I don't think you said a hundy spot, uh, but you were confident in winning the division, and you were also you were both confident in scoring more runs than the year before. Um, with Jimmy kind of putting an exclamation point on that, with Judge Judge missed a lot of the season the year before, um, and then we we were hoping Judge was going to be here all this year, but we uh, we end up doing all right <laughs> without the big guy for a little bit. Um, Juice Ball didn't hurt too, and that Lemayhew guy turned out to be pretty special. And Geo, the God, the God, I'm predicting last year crazy. It's impossible to do. I'm building. Especially a- if you do it when we did it, you know, where there was still some other stuff that was done after that, right? But um, yeah, imagine people went like all Astros guy, Astros mattress guy on our predictions, like out there, like. They just don't they, – they stop, like, unfollowing. They probably unsubscribe to the podcast or a whole bunch of stuff that yeah. we said over and under with. And, yeah, we're 100% confident on this, man. I really think that. And they went on certain things. And if you were to listen to me there with the uh, uh, division, we would have been okay, but – Well, we did everything, right? They did everything. Yeah, they, was, did, uh, they did the 100 wins. They did more runs. They did the division. And they didn't do the World Series. Okay. Next up, Jake. It was too low. Asterisk. Cheers. Too low. Over under eighty-one games. <laughs> I, Jake, I had we I had to be under, right? So we did two. So this was it was a two-part question. It was Mad Bum trade, and it was over under eighty-one games for too low. Uh, Joe's was not confident in the pursuit of Mad Bum. Looked good. Uh, I was not confident in the pursuit of Mad Bum, but I was confident in a Death Star type trade. Uh, that didn't really happen. I did save myself. I said some nice things about Domingo Herman, which, well, now we don't really talk about him. Um, but we were we were firmly on the under for Tulo. Joe's came at the end and he threw a little, yeah, over for Tulo. Didi's going to be out for a little bit. And uh, we had a good laugh before we started recording this because Troy Tulowitzki coached more games for the University of Texas than he played for the New York Yankees. <laughs> he landed at five games. Five. <laughs> and I, I'll, I, I gotta say, I'm happy. And Joe's, I, you're a little under the bus on this one, but it's not a bad one to be under the bus about. Um, but. Jim, you and I, it felt like every off-season episode when we were we stumbled into the topic, we're like, Cashman is trying to BS us. Like, no way we can actually believe in Troy Tulowitzki. And he kept coming out with the, like, no, Troy looks good, and we he's our starting shortstop, and we're like, fuck this. And that's what we got. Well, even in our, like, PPPs, our, our spring training mini preview episode, when we did the Troy Tulowitzki one, Jake, you and I were like, Okay, how does this make sense? What's like the upside? And then we're like, this doesn't make fucking sense, and he's gonna get injured. So we were all over that one. We'll be wrong about uh, a lot, but we had that one. Joe, you were being well, optimistic. Yeah, I. You know what? I got caught with spring training. I said I'm not gonna believe in Bird because of spring training, and I believe in Tulowitzki, and they're like the same kind of fragile bone player. So I don't even know what the hell I was thinking there. Um, I wanted him to succeed, of course, but he succeeded. He's a, he's a good coach, I guess. They like him. <laughs> he's a good coach. Yeah, congrats, Troy. 
All right, the next one was someone called in and said, well, we have five players with 20-plus home runs. And I believe in 2018 we had six with 20-plus. Now, we did not know about the juiced ball error. How many guys did the Yankees have with 20-plus home runs this year? I mean, fucking Ford almost had 20. No, he had like 15. Tulowitzki, Bird, (laughs) Romine. Um Let's. Do you guys want to guess? I'm, I'm on Baseball Reference right now. How many guys had more than 20 home runs on the Yankees? Gary. Gary and yep. Judge. Uh huh. Um. Glaber. 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 Yep. DJ. Yes. Wait, Gardner. Does Encarnacion uh, count? Gardner had it. What'd you say, Joe? Does Encarnacion count? How many did he have as a Yankee? He had 13 as a Yankee. I'm not That's counting him. Geo. Geo had 21. Uh, and there's one more. Shit. Talkman. Not Talk Daddy. He had 13 as well. Um, He was a double-digit guy. Shit. It's bothering me. And I don't want to look at the roster. Voight? Luke Voight. Oh, shit. Luke Voight had 21. Um, so, so how many was seven that? guys with 20 homers. Um, nobody had Urshela before the season. No, the, the first miss off the list is Didi, which is 82 games. Um, how many homers? 16. Home 16? 16, yeah. Didi's homer numbers were there. Everything else yeah. wasn't. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. We were all right on that one. What's, what's the next one, Jake? Do you have the list in front of you? I do. Um, and yeah, uh, a name that we'll stumble into later that we had a couple comments about and wasn't on that list. Well, actually, let, uh, let's do this first. How about Yankees that didn't hit 20 home runs last year? Um, Aaron Hicks had 12. Stanton. Um, Giancarlo Stanton had three. Um, I mean, those guys, those guys would be guys you could pen in. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Bird was not there. Tyro with three. Um, Clint had 12. Uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of funny. Talkman had thirteen in eighty-seven games. How Edwin many did with thirteen? Ford. How many did Ford, Ford have? Ford had twelve in fifty games. Maven. Uh, Maven had eleven. Wow. Eleven in eighty-two games. So. And you're doing this from memory. Last year. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm an idiot savant. <laughs> um, next question. Uh, let's see. We. Uh, Oh, this is a fun. This is a fun one. And Jim, I I stopped you before, before this. Um, All stars. Um, someone oh. called and they asked, "Will the Yankees have?" Uh, someone someone said, "A the Yankees were going to tie a record for six All Stars." Turned out that wasn't a record. We roped that in a little bit, and we said over under four and a half All Stars. We all went over. Do you guys remember how many All-Stars we had? I think it was four. Was it Chapman, Glaber, Gary, DJ? Joe's, your guess? Uh, It was Chapman, Glaber, Gary. DJ, right? Yeah, DJ was there. I feel like there's one missing. Do we have a starter? No. Think about there's, it. There's one more. Last out of the game. Well, no, this guy wasn't the last out of the game. What? He was the winner. Is he a starting pitcher? 
You might see him on Tuesday. Tanaka, right? I yeah. like that guy. Masa was an all-star. We uh, yeah. we we sweeped his season under the rug pretty quickly because of that ERA, but Tanaka was great outside of two starts. Yeah. So we're all smart. All right, good. So we're all smart. So it's five all-stars for the Yankees, and I think Tanaka was a late add, if I remember correctly. Are we are – we- are we shooting 100%, Jake, and Joe's has the one miss with Tulo? Uh, yeah, that's why we invited Joe's. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, let's, uh, okay, Let, let's go somewhere where we weren't. <laughs> we weren't 100%. Um, okay, so this was a fun one. So I mentioned this happened before, this happened before LeMayhew um, and the Sonny Gray trade. So the question asked was over under one game for Sonny Gray, Miguel Andujar, because there was a lot of Andujar Ooh. trade rumors if we signed Machado, and the other guy was Machado. So over under one game, Sonny, Andujar, Machado. I said no to Sonny. I said no to do, and I said yes to Machado. So I was I was all over that. As you both know, I was pretty – <laughs> pretty sucked into the mania. Wait, you thought Andujar wasn't going to play a game? I thought they were going to sign Machado and trade Andujar. I thought his value was high, and I thought they were going to have Machado play third. I got oh, roped yeah. in. Man. I, you were pretty. You were pretty big. And on if the you Machado. remember, if you remember, and we talked about it on the episode a little bit, this was right around the time those Machado rumors came out that he was like signing with the Yankees. Do you guys remember yeah, that? The Dan. Well. I don't even remember his name. Dan there, Dan Clark. Dan Clark, there was, yes. There was Dan Clark, and there was something that happened after that that was like semi-official, and it was like, it, it felt like it was going to happen. I got roped in. Oh, uh, um, Nightingale, who said the yeah. Yankees are enamored with Manny Machado. Yeah. Well, I remember him saying that. Whatever that means. I Jake's believe. a big old dummy. I'm so Oh. Soundboard is working. That was just my dog. Um, oh, okay. Well, Noodle takes offense to that. Uh, Joe's, you you said no to Machado and no to Sonny. I didn't have an Andujar answer, but we'll give you the round. Um, wow, hell, hell of a job, Joe. John boy, you <laughs> said no to Machado. You yep. said yes to Andujar. You said yes to Sonny. You were getting oh. you were getting nervous that we hadn't moved him yet and that Cashman was kind of being all talk. Interesting. This was after yeah. Cashman came up no, because Cashman had come out right away and said, like, we got to move on. And that's yeah. why you were timid about it because Cashman had – Cashman's end of your press conference, he's, he basically said we're trading Sonny Gray. And then he it, – it was like two months later he hadn't moved him and he had another press conference oh, yeah. where he said something like, well, we'll trade him if we get the right offer. And it was yeah. like, oh, boy. I thought he was hedging his bets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, wow. Right. Good job by Joe. Bad job by Jake. Average job by me. Sonny Gray um, had a really good year. Does that suck? Do we know. not I talk feel, about that much? I feel like I feel like no. I've, Jim, I think you need to take a little bit more of a, of a loss with Sonny Gray there. I mean, that's. Wow. Yeah, I mean, the GM did come out and tell me he was going to trade him. <laughs> the man who says nothing in the offseason said that. So. I called his bluff, that motherfucker. <laughs> that guy's sleeping on the streets tonight. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, uh, you'll, you'll have to talk to him a little later about it. Um, all right. That was a fun one. I, I think Sonny Gray wouldn't have had a good year. I, th- I really do think it was the bright lights of Yankee Stadium and not any pitch mixology or sequencing. Or I think it was all headspace. Well, that picks uh, that pitch mixology thing it was what was in his head, though. So I think at least that's what he kept mentioning. So I think he's using that as a scapegoat. Yeah, it's it's the definition of Jim. You 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 were talking about me knowing the homers off my head when I obviously did. Um, you know, it's a number I do remember. Sonny Gray had a road ERA of three one four that year with the Yankees. And you are home, an idiot, Savant. <laughs> at home, he had an ERA in the sixes. Like he couldn't handle Yankee Stadium, and like, it, it give give me one of the analytics geeks that tells me. It, it doesn't work like that because it does. It just does. What was what was J.A. Happ's ERA in this, after he got traded to the Yankees in 2017? 2-7 or 2-6-9? <laughs> True. Yeah, Jake just remembered that number. He would just drop it like every pod. <laughs> stats. Yankee stats, baby. Um, He's having private meetings with Katie Sharp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Katie tutors me every Tuesday, Thursday. Uh, <laughs> right after right. the UConn game, so. Oh, don't, Joe's, don't. Uh, tough loss to St. Joe's the other day. Um, this is kind of a funny one in hindsight. Uh, our guy, Sean Corby, uh, good dude on Yankee Twitter and real life, he yep. called in, and, and Jim, you remember this, he was on a Tulo all-star train, uh, which, <laughs> which, which we <laughs> – we laughed that off pretty easy, Corby. We love you. Um, he called in and he said, and his number was too high on this, but it was a fun conversation. He said, what will the Boone ejections be at? And he put the number at six, which was too high. We, we all said the num- We all said under and laughed a little bit. But it's kind of funny looking back in hindsight and seeing Boone had so much more vim and vigor this year and the Savages rant and all of that. I mean, that's – How many ejections did Boone have? I, I'll let you guys guess. I, I did not look this up. I think, I think the, he had four. I think the Savages one has to count for three. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good call. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, uh, I, I think Corby came out on top with this one right now. I don't I think, think it was six, right? But I think – Or if we're counting it as three. <laughs> for, if we are, in, it's pretty big. In sep- <laughs> on September 21st, Boone was ejected for the fifth time this season. Five times. Yeah, it was close. Wow. He was ejected May 1st. Okay, so we had one in April, one in May, none in June. What the fuck, Booney? One in July, one in August, one in September. And they're lucky he didn't get ejected in uh, in the playoffs. Some of the calls. I mean, can you remember any of his ejections? Obviously, the Savages one was bad zone. We had the one where Glaber hit the home run that got robbed, which was, and then the replay said it wasn't a home run. That was when another Brett, ejection. When Brett got what was the game out. you were at and you left? That was when Brett and CeCe got thrown out. Oh, and yeah. I believe there was another one when Brett got thrown out in Toronto, right? Toronto, yeah. Yep. Um, dude, this first one that I'm looking at in May was in Arizona. He got ejected. I don't really remember this one. With yeah, no I'm one out. We, we, no- we, we kind of 
poo-pooed those two games because we that was that West Coast trip where we did really good stuff and we like won the West Coast trip, so we lost those two games in Arizona. Yeah, I'm trying to picture the ejection and I got nothing. Okay, so the one in Arizona was Wade squared to bunt and the ball hit him in the foot, or they thought it hit him in the foot, but they could not challenge it. So Boone asked the umps to get together, and the umps refused to get together, and he couldn't challenge it because they already challenged another play, which they went to replay, and replay didn't get right, didn't reverse it even though they should have. So Boone was just mad at the whole situation. That was the first one. The next ejection was the Glaber Torres one versus Kansas City Royals where Alex Gordon tried to rob it, and they ruled it an out, which is just crazy. Oh, yes. I remember that one. The th- stadium. Yeah. Oh, he was pissed. He was screaming. He's like, how you call that a catch? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When Boone manages, when he gets in ejections, he just straight up does that SpongeBob like meme voice. <laughs> uh, then the Savages in the Box was his third. The fourth was... Uh, Joe West ejected him. Oh, that was in between innings, remember? He ran out in between innings. He got thrown out in between innings during commercial break, and then they came back, so there was, like, no footage. Yep, yep. And then the other one was the game I was at versus Cleveland when I left early when Cameron Maven got rung up, said, yeah. you're fucking terrible, and then all that happened. I remember that, that Arizona one is uh, – do not remember it. Yeah. It's not dumb. Kind of gets a little overlooked. Like we, you know, we gave Boone so much credit this year for the injury stuff and managing all of that. Um, but we kind of asked him to be more fiery. And obviously, Savages in the Box was huge for the Yanks and us. But all year, he kind of he brought that side, which I mean, think about it. Last January, we, we were kind of calling him like the laid back, chill Cali guy that'll never do any of that. And he, he brought a little bit of it. Yeah. Should have made manager of the year, man. He made so many adjustments. He looked. I mean, I don't want to disrespect Baldelli, but I'll do it. I want to disrespect Baldelli. <laughs> I want to disrespect. I mean, come on, give me a break, bro. Like, how do you? He improved upon the team the one hundred games. Like, it, it looks so much better. The twins attitude. The, shut up, shut up, Jimmy. I need to just go on my own my old rant again. Twins played nobody. They were never a good team. And I sat here on this podcast every week, and I told Jake that when he tried to tell me they were a good team. And I said, they're frauds. They don't play anyone good. They have no strength of schedule. Yeah. And and they had everyone fooled all the way up until the stupid manager of the year meetings. Votings. Dummies. They should have had it after the first round. I bet you people would have changed their mind. Yeah, or they should have just decided not to be dumb about it. Yeah. Like, it should have been a memo – or this is the manager of the year voting. Don't be dumb. Probably would have It's my alarm. Thanks for listening, Rocco. Um, Rocco. This, this, is, this is a quick one, Jim. Your brother-in-law, Brett, called in. Big Angels fan. Um, and he asked seven games with the Angels over under four wins for the Halos. Um, oh, we got really into this answer. We like, we're like, when do we play them? Do we, we? There was a there was one in September where I was like, I think the Angels are going to be out of it, so maybe we take those. We're going to lose some on the West Coast. We got really into this. Where did we all land? Yeah, 
You, uh, yeah, we did. So we, we played four and it was the start of that West coast trip. It was the start of like the Cameron Mabin show when Clint, uh, Clint got hurt. Um, and the Yankees were just finding magic and the angels just stunk. They were like a sad ball team at that point. Um, but yeah, we won five out of seven against the angels this year. If anyone's into that. Um, and we all said over, uh, I, we didn't really talk about the over under too much. We kind of did like, we did a Yankees suck at West Coast Trips talk, um, and then you did that, yeah, end of year, okay, hopefully the Angels are out of it and the games don't matter. And I think we our event uh, was Angels we clinched. Oh, yeah. Well, Sevy was on the bump. So yeah. we all said over. So, so yeah. So, we did, yeah, kind of. Um, we uh, we did us. good. Okay. Yes. Uh, now we're now we're getting into the fun ones. Um, three calls about Gary Sanchez in a row we played, um, and it was uh, man the the Gary experience last year was funny. And I I know all of us are kind of new to this world, and now we're we're semi veterans in this world where how things move. But it was so funny. The spring training before that. Everyone was all high on Gary. They were doing Judge is good, but Gary's the best hitter on the team. <laughs> and then after his miserable season, everyone was like, "You know what? I, I, you were you were either firmly Gary's garbage or Gary's bounce back." Um, so we had three calls on well, Gary. Which one was I? I forget. I forget <laughs> where I stood on. That. I, I think you like that guy, uh, Jim. Actually, if you do want to dig, you have some good quotes in there because you were like. Gary was hurt. His shoulder was clearly hurt. He couldn't catch high and away fastballs. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, you, you've got some good defense there. Um, basically, what the question broke down to was: get, Would Gary have uh, a two sixty batting average, and would Gary have twenty five plus home runs? Um, I said, "Give me, give me the homers. No thanks on the average. Looks solid there." Okay. Joe's, you said 30 plus homers and you said batting average doesn't matter. How about an OPS around 860? He landed at 841 oh, with, with a couple man. tough stretches close. in there, but that's pretty close. good. Close. And Jim, you were you were hopeful and a little emotional about Gary and you were just adamant he was hurt. So we'll 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 give you the point on that too. Um and I think he was hurt. Gary, Gary finished with a let's see. Gary played 106 games. He had 34 home runs, second on the team, uh, 232 batting average, 316 OBP. They really, they really sunk on him after a couple slumps around injuries. Uh, 841 OPS though. That's that's pretty good. Per catcher. Are we? I'm. Do we expect more from Gary last year? Or are we kind of expecting the same and hoping for more? I want to see him healthy because if he's putting up these numbers in the amount of games that he's playing, I keep saying he keeps doing this and he missed a month or he missed, you know, X amount of time. And I keep saying, I keep dreaming on shit. What the hell would it be like if he has a full, like healthy campaign, bro? Like you it changes think, record books. You got to think like 50 homers, 50, like up there. You got to think that if he's good, but. Catcher's a demanding position, so that groin, the groin issues are, are really reoccurring. That's the that's problem. I'm expecting him to be good. I, I'm not like – I don't think I've won the battle yet. 
I think we're close. <laughs> I think we won. I don't think I've won a war yet. I think we won a major battle this yeah. year. I think we, I think we won a major battle last year. There, yeah, there yeah. was defense, defense. Yeah, I think we won a major battle, but we have not won the war yet. And I yeah. think this new cat, this new catching coach, I'm excited. And let's get him doing some yoga or something. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we get some Gary yoga shirts going. I think I'm here for that. Maybe some more DH days available. Pilates. Next year. Maybe that. Maybe that'll be a new segment at the John Boy Studio. Maybe it'll be yoga with Jake. I do yoga with the baseball players, and they call me a giant loser. That's yeah. That's a good one. Maybe like you're just doing yoga by yourself, and they're like uh, pouring milk on your head, calling you a loser. Yeah, we'll work on some segments for sure. Yeah. Um, we never get them in the first uh, go. The, the next call, I mentioned this to Joe's before. This was a trap call. So we had a bunch of Sevy calls because um, he was a hot topic. If you remember, he basically he had <laughs> he, he had a great first half, and then he was terrible, and then he was kind of in the middle, but it was very scary. Um, so there's a lot of Sevy calls. And then someone at the end said, hey, 60 games for Tulo? Me and Jimmy tricked ourselves into landing between 60 and 81. Uh, that ends up looking a little dumb on us. Luis Severino, the call in question that we we zoomed in on was 18 wins and 200 Ks. Um, obviously, injuries <laughs> screwed us on this one. Yeah. Uh, Joe's, you said over Ks and the W's, if healthy. You're clear. I threw that in there? I threw that in yeah. there? Yeah. Oh. You, you had a nice little save there. I was jazzed up for the overs, but I said I wasn't confident at all. And, John, you were over on the Ks, but didn't believe in the 18 wins because uh, wins are tough. Yeah. Um, and the bullpen. Yeah, that's he, he did mention that, Joe. So the yeah. Sevy stuff's kind of a wash. Um, Going to be a lot of talk about him this postseason. Hey, guy sleeping outside the stadium. I love Sevy as a two-starter. I, mm. I love Sevy as a two starter. Do you want me to, me and Joe's, to go tell him that when we go sleep with him tonight? I mean, a couple chopped cheeses. Yeah, yeah. We 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 have the choice at least. I toss What's a, he toss doing? A, toss Does he have a, security surrounding him? No, What's we're he... just gonna go sleep next. I'm gonna bring one of these smelling salts. I'm just gonna crack it and throw it into his sleeping bag. I'm like, <laughs> oh, you're awake. <laughs> Jake says Sevy should only be a two starter. Fancy meeting no, you here. I, I do this every, I, I I do this every like Thursday. I'd like him as a two. I think your direct quote is, Sevy as a one, he sucks. Well, you think he'll pour milk on me and do yoga? Um, we got some Greg Bird calls. We kind of ignored the over-unders, and we were just like, we're rooting for him. We have no confidence. Um, something that looked kind of bad. We All of us were pretty jazzed up that he would – he would end the season as the starter. Like he'd get a chance and he'd prevail. Um, That's just because so Greg's very nice to us. Yeah, we got <laughs> we got excited and it would have been a cool story. Um, and a classic Jake line that you're going to hear a lot this offseason is like, yo, Voight's numbers are really good. <laughs> like Voight's been nothing but great for us. Except when he's hurt his belly button. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I like happy boy. Happy boy is the best boy. The uh, the hardo, he's a hardo, bro. He's like I can see him re- being real tough to be. I don't like angry boy. It comes off so weird. I like happy boy a lot. 
there's some players like I like Angry DJ. I like Angry Judge, but Angry Void is too much. It's like, oh, dude. The, yeah. the best comparison was Paul O'Neill. Like, Paul O'Neill was angry, but he respected the baseball god. Like, Luke Voigt kind of doesn't respect the baseball god when he's angry. Like, he oh thinks he could hit 800. Yeah, you got to know that. You're going to take your lumps. <laughs> Give me that. Yeah, I mean, he, he'd hit a line shot and just throw his hands up in the air. Like, oh, whatever, man. Like, just walk away. <laughs> yeah, that's plain disrespect. That's, that's really going to help you out with that one, man. Yeah. Um, so this, Jim, this is one you're going to have to dig up and you're going to have to give a talking Yanks fan love because a caller called up about Hicks and he said he was confident Hicks was going to get an extension. Um, which that was, that was a pretty wild and bold prediction. Um, sources and, and Jim, you, you came out with some, you, you said, oh, they said he's the second best center fielder in the AL and he's going to get an extension. So, John, you said you weren't confident he's the second-best center fielder, and you were you were highly confident he wasn't going to get an extension because Cashman doesn't really do that. And Cashman kind of pooed in our face with him and Seve this offseason. Yeah, but Cash, I think Cashman's regretting it. Cashman never does extensions, and here yeah. he made two extensions and both players got hurt. I think he's probably like, why the fuck did I do that? Don't extend DJ. Just keep him. Just wait. And the uh, the the second best center fielder thing is he was the second best center fielder in 2018. And this is probably what I said last year. He's not the second best center fielder in the AL. He was for one season. You got to prove yeah. that to like earn that over time. Yeah. He put together a great year. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, that that Springer guy. Well, we'll see what he looks like when he doesn't know the pitches. Um, Joe's. Oh. Sorry, <laughs> farted. Uh, Joe's. You said they should look into an extension. You were you were pretty into that, and so I, I guess you're kind of right on that. I uh, I mean, it's whatever. I said I was worried about injury, but I was interested in extension um, because I I pointed out like think about whenever we play the Cleveland Indians, they say like. Man, they locked up Jose Ramirez. It's one of the best contracts in baseball. And, like, I don't know. If Hicks is healthy, it could be that. But <laughs> he might not be for a <laughs> year and a half. Uh, tough. Tough. Very. Would you guys extend um, – would you look into extending somebody like – like, who would you extend here? Because Yankees are going to start paying some of these guys. You may want to look into doing that. Whether it's Judge, who's doing arbitration now this year – uh, Gary and who else? I'd buy out Glaber's arbitration. Oh, Glaber, right? Yeah, yeah but I, they don't even need to do that yet. I hate this arbitration process, man. It sucks. I'd, I'd do what we did with Savvy with Glaber, like buy out his arbitration just so he doesn't have to go to those hearings. You don't have to do that. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. that's when bad blood gets spilled between the organization and the player. So yeah. if you can buy those out, that's why I remember when Sevy signed his extension. I was really happy. I was like, because I don't know if Sevy wants to hear all that shit. Yeah, um, the Tigers is gonna definitely take it as a just business approach this offseason. Yeah, I mean, you don't want to deal with Randy Levine being a dickhead. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the, I'm the basic bitch here. I mean, it's Judge. <laughs> I mean, what, what he means to the team. It's like lock him up, give, give him the C on his chest. 
I'm ready for it. Would you extend Boone before Judge? Ooh. Yeah, if it was just a friendly, like, yeah, two years, why not? <laughs> like, yeah, sure. I don't, I don't care. Boone's been great. Okay. Just throw out an extra. Yeah. Um, thing with Judge is that age, and you're just thinking what time he'll become a free agent, and you're thinking, uh, would he really be that expensive as a free agent? I think he still would be, but, you know, would he command, like, a super long-term deal? I don't know. Probably not. No. That's the shitty part about the arbitration that we're in right now. It's like judge came up as what? 26 year old. So that's seven years of control. So he'll be 33 when he becomes a free agent. And he's going to be, uh, fucking... he, he'll, he'll be eligible to be a free agent in 2023. Um, he's 27 now. So he'd be like 31. Um, going into so his 32 year. So that's not, I that's, still, I, it, as a tall guy, really tall guy, and knees, playing the outfield, diving all the time, and I yeah, don't know. yeah. I, I think if you're the Yankees and you could find a way to sign him to at least 32, 33, but if you're Aaron Judge, like, I don't know, like at 33, what are you going to look like? And if mm-hmm. if you're still really good at 31, you could get a massive payday. So I don't know. That's a uh, that's a little game of chicken that's going on in the Yankees org right now. Yeah, whenever we talk about this, and we've done it a lot, but maybe we have some new listeners that haven't heard this, I always just want to bring up Luke Voigt and how the system doesn't favor players of his ilk at all. Luke Voigt can be the starting first baseman for the next six years for the Yankees and not make like cannot make the money that a guy who's the starting first baseman for six years of the Yankees should make because he broke into the league at 29 years old. So seven years. So he's not going to be a free agent until he's like 36 if he makes it that long in this league. But if he does make it this long in that league, he won't be a free agent until 36. Basically, he's not going to get signed. He'll get like a minor league contract to show up somewhere if he wants to still play at 36. So that the system is just fucked. Yeah, unless you're like the the luckiest player in all of baseball, like A-Rod, where he gets two $300 million contract. Like, who does that? How are you perfectly timed to the point where you're still young enough to get a second big-time payday? Much well, less a first, right? But Yeah. Breaking in at 18 has its perks. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, I know that feeling. Um, you were like 20, 27 when you lost your virginity? <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> um, my, my dude virginity, yeah. Um... What? <laughs> hey, hey, mom. First hey, time he did it on a dude ranch. We then stumbled into what? <laughs> this was this was an interesting one. I, I was I got excited for myself, but I got roped in in good transition. The full Monty Jordan Montgomery. Ooh. The over-under was six starts for Monty. Me and Joe's went over. Jim, you were kind of over slash you didn't give an answer. Sounds like I said under. Wow. Go you me. didn't say under. You, the caller originally asked for 10 starts. You lowered it to six starts, and you're the biggest Monty lover in the world. So you were over. Um, no, I said – it seems like I said under. So one point. You me. never said under um 
Except when you lost your, your dude virginity. Um, how I many starts did Mont? Two. No, he had one start and then uh, like a bulk appearance, I think. Oh. Yeah, one, two games, four innings. <laughs> uh, Pitchers and injuries, man. He had a setback as well, and then the Yanks kind of – he wasn't part of the plan, so they need it. But, dude, what's Monty's – Is that weird in hindsight? Did they try to rush him because they knew they, like, needed more help? I No, I think that they wanted to just – I think it was important for – I think they understood that it was important for Monty's psyche to feel like, oh, shit, I made it back this year so that he could have a regular offseason and say, I'm ready to go. You know, rather than, oh, an offseason and saying, I'm coming back from an injury. You know, now he has these innings under his belt kind of thing. Uh, at least that's how I kind of took it. I, I was no, really excited when the Yankees did that. Me too, and I agree. And I don't know what role he's going to play moving forward because I think they have to get a pitcher which I think moves Monty off the rotation. But as we saw, and as you see every year, you're going to need a lot of starting pitchers. So he'll get some some time. And like also the Herman question is still way up in the air. God. Are, yeah. have, they, have they said when we're going to get news on that or anything? No. Uh, they, um, Cashman again said he, today, he said, I have nothing on it yet. They haven't told me anything yet. If if I remember correctly, on his Michael K show interview, he went through all the starters and he didn't mention Herman at all, like even the incident. So uh, I don't know. I've I've been telling Yankee fans like he's he's out of sight until he's in sight, which might not be ever. Yeah. Uh, where what what does Monty start the season as? Our sixth sixth starter, unless someone gets hurt in spring training, which is likely, then he'll be the fifth starter. Okay. I was a little interested in hearing the new pitching coach kind of call out King already. He says that he's already interested in Michael King, and he was already on the 40-man roster last year, if you remember, uh, to cover. Who was it that got hurt that they brought They brought up? I don't remember. Batances, right? Was it Batances? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I mean, the fact that he's kind of already thinking about him makes me think, like, okay, maybe he'll have some kind of impact, but we'll see. Um but yeah, six starter for for Monty. I mean, I think that's where you got to put him. Yeah, that's a that would be ideal. And yeah, Joe's. I I don't know if you if you have anything to say about it. When we talked about the new pitching coach, we said we were saying that if you're if you're Michael King, if you're Davy Garcia, if you're one of the if you're one of the young guys, you got to be stoked <laughs> like that. Make make that guy love you and prove your fastball one mile per hour, and you could be pitching for the Yanks pretty quickly. Yeah, and Yankees, I mean, I think last year kind of sent the message to everybody in the organization, like, be ready. Like, you could be in single A, double, well, double A. You'd be like, you might be up here soon. Like, you never know. So with the pitching, I, you know, the new pitching coach, I think everybody everybody in the organization got switched out, basically, right, on the pitching side. Yeah, besides the triple A coach. And I think I kind of have a feeling that the pitching coach is going to be kind of running all of the pitching coaches kind of thing. Like, yo, this is what I want everybody to focus on or every level. Um, wasn't that what he was supposed to be doing for Cleveland before he ended up coming back or, or coming to New York and just saying, oh, I'm going to take this position that I declined over here? Yeah, it was like ahead of the whole program there. Okay. So, I mean, maybe that's what he's going to do. I, I don't know how their infrastructure with pitching is going to work, but I'm excited to see that they're switching it around because – Somebody brought to me, oh, when was the last time the Yankees have developed 
a starting a really good starting pitching prospect, you know, before Severino. I just I kind of thought about it. And you could think about Herman, maybe. Yeah, yeah, no, I think so. But the thing, the yeah, I think this guy's gonna have to take over and run everything. I don't think he would have taken the job if he didn't have full control. He he turned down the Indians' pitching coach job because, and then became the development pitcher or whatever. So, um, did you guys hear on R two C two that CC kind of called Monty dumb again? Yeah, and then he kind of rephrased it like he felt bad about it. But he's he's just dense. He's done that like five times. I mean, he's like, you, you know, you got to get guys like Monty to understand. <laughs> he, he's done that a couple times. Monty's just this country bumpkin. <laughs> he walked it. CC walked it back right away. Like, I'm not saying Monty's dumb. <laughs> it was an example. Like I said, like everybody, like me, you know, yeah. like, explain things to me. And- I'm like, All right, I know right yeah. now you're thinking I'm calling Monty dumb. <laughs> yeah, because he did. Um, and Joe, this is another. This is a quick hitter. This isn't from last year, but he's the guy that if you're a Yankees fan, you're listening. You're saying he got left out. Are you a Johnny Lasagna guy? Do you like him as a starter one day? That was the fastest you've talked in your whole life. I'm I'm out on him being a starter. I'm way oh, out. Okay. I'm like all the way on the other side of him. I'm. I feel like his stuff plays up in the bullpen. I feel like you got to put him up there, and I, I feel like he has like Batanz's upside, like kind of thing, um, because of his velocity. And I think if once he gets control, I think that he could be that kind of guy. Uh, but a starter, I don't know. I don't really, I don't really like him as a starter, personally. Yeah. I'm I'm interested to see him next spring because um, I think he's he's got a lot of mirror images to Domingo. Um, if if lasagna could tighten some things up, like he can be, he can be lights out when he wants to be. But yeah, you're. I, I mean, you're right. At this point, it's kind of like, dude, like that guy, that guy could be crazy out of the bullpen. We'll see. Um, but yeah, went over that pitching coach Johnny Els. All right, this is an ugly one. Giancarlo Stanton over fifty homers. None of us took the over. Jimmy, you said you can't bet anyone over fifty homers. Anyone Joe's, in the future of all baseball. Joe's, you said the under. I said 50 on the nose, duh. Wow. Duh. It's a sucker bet. Eat your own pinky off. The sucker bet. Um, Push. I'm betting so green. I was, I, was the, I was the only one that got that. Um, <laughs> and the next caller was 105 wins. We were all under on that. The Yanks came pretty close. What did they um, end up as? 103? 103. So we all said over 100, but under 105. We are so smart. There's a reason why people listen to this podcast. This is the smartest podcast. We haven't got a single thing wrong yet. No. Uh, 50 on the nose, duh. Um, And then this this one was a – this is the final question. Uh, Aaron Judge, batting average, and they put it at 287. Uh, anyone? Do you guys want to guess what his batting average was this year? I don't know what it was, but I'm going to guess it was 285. Um, I have no idea. I don't. I don't really know. Two. I'm going to take over. Did he go 289? His average was 272, but I also thought it was over that, just because he's on base so much. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he sucks, man. I don't really like batting. <laughs> Get that shit, Joe's right? kind of nailed it. 
Uh, <laughs> batting average does suck. We all went under um, just because we're like, again, we kind of don't care with Judge. Um, we all went under? Judge, Judge feels like he does hit in the 290s. We got it right again? Yeah. I mean, we're on fire. This is the smartest oh. podcast that's called Talking Yanks going. Wow. Easily the best Talking Yanks pod out there. Not the, no, no, no. I didn't say that they were the best Talking Yanks pod. I said we're the smartest pod named Talking Yanks. Come on. I'm, I'm not agreeing to that. Half of the show. I'm not talking about you. I'm just saying I'm smart. Okay. Okay. We got there. <laughs> uh, we, so we got to do this again at the end of this little offseason, like more towards January, late January again. Because I, I think that's where that's where we I think we would have really got into trouble with this if it, like if we did a DJ LeMayhew question I think we'd all be eating shit right now. Yeah, I feel you got to do it right. You know what? It's probably better to do it like right before spring training. Yeah, when you know you have yeah. more of a complete team. Because if you do it in January, you know people trickling in at the end, they end up becoming. Basically, your MVP, like off the scrap peep, like a DJ LeMahieu, you don't know. After spring training is tricky, too, because you talk yourself into the Greg Birds and the Tyler Wades and all them. That could get ugly. Okay, here we go. Valentine's Day episode. No. Monday, February 10th. We will, we will, the three of us, we will meet back up. We will have the callers call in and give over unders. February 10th, put it in your calendars. And then set set a reminder, and then remind me because I will forget. February There's one more on here, right, Jake? How many games will Garrett Cole win? Um, uh, I think there was a question at the end, but we didn't really give an answer. It was um, if Machado will be signed and Andujar would be traded, and it was at the hour three mark, and we all looked at each other like, "Ah, right, guys." <laughs> It's tough. It's but, tough you, but you said that Machado would get signed and Andujar would get traded. You know, Which you is a, it's a double wrong. That's a double wrong. That's a double wrong. In the biz. That's Jake what they – uh, hope to like the last second. I remember Jake holding our hope to the last second. Oh, yeah. He was like fully on board the hope train. He sucked me on to it. Sucked me on to him. It just – He was doing Harper scenarios. Yeah. He said, we got to come away with one of these guys, man, I believe. So that's, that's where we can we can sympathize with each other, Jake. Cashman straight up said, I'm trading Sonny Gray. And I was like, I don't know. Cashman <laughs> straight up said and said, we're not in on Harper. And Jake was like, oh, I don't know. Though, for, that's the number one negotiating tactic. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. I said, don't want your million dollars. I do not. Colin Strauss. Yeah, yeah. So uh, where are you, Jake, with Colin Strauss in comparison to where you were with Machado Harper last year? Are you are you head over heels, same boat? Because I think you were getting yourself there. Is this a reminder? So I, I was, and I actually came down. Um, not not because of this, just because of... I, I really started talking myself into Strasburg. Because I was like, just... I was thinking about the Strasburg story. Like, number mm-hmm. one pick... He, he was good, but he wasn't great. And now he's this elite postseason pitcher. He's hitting free agency at the right time. Like, come to the Yankees. Let's do it. Like, be, be a Hall of Famer and be special. And that's where I started thinking about being Steven Strasburg. 
And then I don't know, like I started hearing the San Diego things and you just, you think about his personality more. Like he's a guy that's normally not comfortable Mm -hmm. and like, he's pretty comfortable in Washington. He'd be comfortable in San Diego because he's from there. Like I, I, in my head, the guy I thought Steven Strasburg was made sense for the Yankees. And now when I thought about it more, he kind of doesn't. Um, and I don't know, the Coltrane just never fully added up for me. But at the, the thing that keeps getting me is the Yankees had $30 million come off the books. They got money coming off the books next year. And there's one piece missing on this team. And it's not Mike Moustakis. Um, so Eric Dames. <laughs> it's Eric Dames, man. It's Dames. I, I just, I don't know. Like, uh, and Jimmy, you, Jimmy wrote me in with this. It's that like the Yankees like Kyle Gibson. If we walk away with Kyle Gibson and Mike Moustakis, like I'm just, it's nice, but does it get us closer to the World Series? I don't think so. No. No. Kyle but we'll, we'll talk ourselves into it. Oh, Jake. I was like wanted. I was hoping you weren't head over. This is tough. First, I felt bad for you if you were going to be head over heels again. Like, we're going to get one of these guys. It just makes too much sense. And I was going to be like, don't do it to yourself, Jake. But now you're so sad that now I, like, I kind of want you to have this hope again. I mean, we're signing Garrett Cole. Joe's, <laughs> 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 where are you at? Yeah, where are you at with this, Joe's? Uh... I think after hearing what CeCe said about Strasburg saying, well, I don't want to be the guy anymore. I kind of want to be like a number two kind of thing or a number three, just a guy to fit in. I don't see, I could see Strasburg going the Manny Machado route and going over there. Um, plus they have a quote unquote up and coming team and all of that. And I think Garrett Cole kind of has this hunger too. And... Um, I think the Yankees are going to have to pony up, bro. Garrett Cole, come on. Bring him on. Coltrane. Do it. Love Do it. Cole. Sock. Let's go. Yeah, I, I, call. I would – I mean, I'm saying I want them to go get Cole. Don't care how much money you spend. Not my money. Yeah. Not my money. But I also – I still can't get myself to think. Now, I, I came into the offseason 0% chance we get him. I think I'm up to uh, 9.2. I you see part of me feels like this is the one that Cashman kind of feels like shit this guy has gotten away and slipped through my fingers so many times. I have him right where I want him. Like I just got I try to draft this guy, couldn't get him. I try to trade for this guy, couldn't get him. I have the chance here. Ellsbury's coming off the books next year. Tanaka's coming off the books next year. I'm having people coming off the books. Maybe, maybe I can talk to Hal, uh, Hal and be like, come on, man, just just one year. We just kind of go for it. I know pitching wasn't the reason, and that's the company line that we all have to toe right now because we have to say pitching's not the reason that we lost, but let's get this guy. We've been after him since he's been a babe. Come on. Get him. So... Let's do it. Is, Girl, oh, man. Th- this year is going to be – I mean, we is is 2021 the year we're going to have to duck back under the salary cap? Three years. So they got under for this year. For this year. So they can – or they got – they went over this year. They got under for 2018. They, so they can over 19, over 20, 
over 21 and under for 22 or under for 21? I don't know. So they have a repeater. They have a repeater tax that they're going to be charged this year, but it's not that severe as like somebody that's a, well, they didn't hit the second threshold. That's the other thing. This Garrico will put them over the second threshold and then they have that repeater tax. So they'd be paying some money, but like I said, there's light at the end of the tunnel just because you know who's coming off of the, you know, I mean, Ellsbury's some good money, man. And there's yeah. literally nothing, like no update of that man. Nothing. I don't even know if he exists. There was yeah. one article. There was one Ellsbury article last year. His fam his his wife and their family did a special on their home in Arizona. <laughs> It was in like it was in like a good housekeeping magazine. <laughs> That's not a joke. Um, well, there's also he came and had catch at spring training when the uh, when the uh, health inspector or whatever the insurance man showed up. Uh, Yo, Jacoby, we need you to come play catch with Stump Merrill for a second, please. <laughs> it's not. Yes, a, it's not a lie. The Yankees have eighty-five million dollars coming off the books next year. 85 million? What the hell? Who's coming off? Yeah, what the hell is that about, Jake? Explain yourself. It's Ellsbury. So I'm I'm on sportstrack.com right now. Um does Tanaka come off? Yes, he does. So I mean that's I mean that's a, that's almost 50 mil right there. I think Happer would come off, right? Yes. Because the Yankees probably not picking up that option. Because that would DJ be the comes off, vesting DJ. option. They'd oh, keep yeah. him under. So yeah, that's pretty much it. Hmm, that's crazy. Wow, that's a lot of money. So put on a lot of money this year. And it's like, what piece are we missing? Bad, and number bad boy. one, man. We got great bad boys, Jim. Come on. There's one bad boy, and he's just a jerk, and he ruins the whole vibe for everyone else. He's always handing Glaber's bat barrel side first, and Glaber's oh, like, yeah. "I'm too young to, you know, pick on you about this, but hand me my bat the right way, fuckface." <laughs> That's inside stuff. Yeah. You gotta watch closely. You gotta watch closely sometimes. <laughs> All right, Joe, you got anything? Anything you wanna uh, get out before we end this? Um. Oh, congratulations to Luis Severino on getting married uh, Mm -hmm. to Rosmali. So, congrats. And uh, apparently she's pregnant. Hey, having another baby. baby. So, yes, having a baby. So, congrats. Um, I told him, you know, since he has two girls now, I said, you know, hope it's a healthy baby first and then a boy. So, I did say (laughs) that um, because... You know, for him, you know, that's probably what's missing there. And uh, follow Pinstripe Strong Podcast. Yeah. And follow the, Pinstripe Strong. The YouTube channel. So. And the vlog. Oh, yeah. And listen to, guys, uh, if you guys haven't already, because you guys listen to this podcast, if you guys have not listened to Laughs from the Past, <laughs> and that has nothing to do with me, but, well, it kind of does, right? But it has nothing to do with me, but if you want to just fucking laugh it just... A dude named Abner, <laughs> it's, you know, or just like just some some, some just funny ass history tales. It's just I just be rolling, man. When I'm in the car driving, I, I just love that. So I just I plug yeah, that. Appreciate I you. That. All right, 
that ends this one, Jake. Last last thoughts. Good seeing you, Joes. Yeah. Call in with voicemails for next app, 908-845-5792. 908-845-5792. We'll see you later. Thanks. Go Yanks. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees. Where's the sound? So wait, you had the...